messages from your future self. What if there is no such thing as time? Welcome to the Electric Age of Aquarius. In this episode, we discuss in bulk the current astrology and how the heart as a portal helps us to connect with our authentic child self and ultimately our future self. Mercury retrograde is actually here to help you in this process. We dive deep into the electric age as Uranus is ruling over these transformative times and how you can connect with your vagus nerve for support. Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you are into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, kundalini technology, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian age. You may learn more about my work at ramatribe.com or follow Rama Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and support the work at patreon.com backslash ramatribe. This Community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath 
of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you for dropping in and listening. Now over 3,300 people have gathered as unique listeners all around the world. And I'd like to just take a moment and imagine us as this beautiful network of beings stretching out across 58 different countries and how powerful and potent we are in these times. I think it's important that we consider this and that we really sink into this as truth. We may not find this truth reflected back in our current global media or in our particular country's media. However, the human spirit is becoming stronger than ever before in many ways. I really encourage you to put yourself out there as an artist. What is your unique medicine? What are you here to offer Mother Earth and humanity, your lineage, ultimately your own soul? I sit with many different people. I meet people from all over in different ways through my own private practice and the readings that I offer and the private mentorship that I offer. And also in my local community where I see a lot of different tourists and I offer astrology readings. And one thing that I hear that is the common denominator of what people are seeking right now is really aligning with their soul's purpose, with their dharma, with their destiny. And so I offer you, as I've offered many people recently, to give yourself a by-win date, a deadline, to really align your values, your work, how you're spending all of your time so that you are living your soul's purpose. Each one of us here on earth is, in truth, an artist of some kind. We have a particular gift to offer. We have a talent. And as social media is becoming more and more our predominant way of communicating and sharing information, it can be at times just downright depressing when you scroll and you scan and you can think, wow, like, does the world actually need my voice? Is my medicine actually needed? And I say, yes, absolutely. You are needed now more than ever. And your unique medicine is just as I said, it's unique. There's not anyone else out there that has your particular story that comes from your particular ancestral lineage. And there are people you are meant to touch, that you are meant to assist and to help on their own awakenings. Even if you only impact one or two, five or 10 people in your lifetime, 
that in and of itself is perfection. It is divine order. It is a time here and now on the planet where each one of us must embrace our gifts and really be willing to step forward with them. I think on some level, some people are hoping that we'll go back. We'll go back to how things were pre-COVID. And the truth is there is no going back. And the technology that we have utilized in the past year is only going to deepen and expand in different ways. And as much as I myself embrace the natural world and earth and the elemental medicine, and I always will, as this is my truth, one thing that has really been coming into my consciousness on a deep level is that we, particularly those of us who believe in earth medicine, who truly connect with the elements, who connect with nature, we must also embrace technology. We're in the Aquarian age. <laughs> We're in the electric age. This is the age that is ruled by Uranus. Like Uranian medicine is electric. And so I don't know if you're like me, but I mean, honestly, I've really resisted fully diving in to social media, fully diving in to a lot of these technologies. I've dipped in here and there, and I really think it's been my podcast that has brought me fully into this electric age. So I extend this to you in hopes that you feel inspired to utilize the tools that you have at your fingertips to get your voice out there. This Aquarian age is about each one of us sharing our unique voices and yours matters. It matters so much. So in this episode, we're going to journey through Mercury retrograde. I'm going to speak to why I love it so much. And we'll talk about the Aquarius new moon and the authentic child self through a beautiful meditation that's going to help you connect your future self with your authentic child self so that you can really receive that which will give you the confidence and the courage to bear your truth to the world in these times. And as this is the age of artistry, we as artists must support one another. We must align our values and place our investment, our time, and our sacred energy and our currency in that which we believe in. So I love it when people help sustain this work. These podcasts, so much goes into them, and I really love crafting them for you all. And I also love to receive that nourishment in return. So offerings are always welcomed through Venmo at Rama Tribe. I love offering readings and private mentorship, which I have been 
doing online for a number of years now, and I can meet you anyway, anywhere you are in the world. So you can book a session by visiting Rama at ramacar.com, emailing me, or you can just go to my website, ramatribe.com and select a reading. Also supporting the social media platforms is always welcomed. Instagram.com backslash ramatribe or Instagram.com backslash stars, stones, and stories. I've decided that I am going to be leaving Facebook within the next month or so as it's just not resonating with me anymore and hasn't been for a number of years. And I'm going to be focusing my attention more on my Instagram page. I'm also on Clubhouse at Rama Tribe, and I'm really excited to deepen my time there. I'm going to be creating a room, a regular room there. So if you're on Clubhouse, please follow me and hopefully we can connect. I'm really loving Clubhouse. It's such an authentic way to have conversations and to share information with people all over the world. At this time, it's in its beta phase, so it's only available for iPhones and does require an invite. So um, you can always go ahead and download the app and sign up, and then one of your friends will be notified when they have an invite that you're waiting and they can invite you. Also, if you're on Telegram, I'm planning on offering um, regular astrology updates through Telegram as well. Finally, I have my Patreon page. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Rama Tribe. I have five different tiers if you're interested in supporting me through mutual reciprocity. For $5 a month, you receive lunar rhythms, bi-monthly playlists where I craft them in honor of the new and the full moons. For $11 a month, I have an ancestral healing circle. And I speak deeply about ancestral healing, offering ideas on how you may begin your practice, set up an altar. And then we have a monthly group where we meet online, live, and connect about how things are going and what we're learning. And and we share different processes and practices together. For $22 a month, The Starwalker Transmissions offer a deeper dive into the astrology and a guided meditation that works with the month's theme overall. And for $44 a month, you will become an interstellar supporter and receive all of the tiers. The first solar gate welcomes winter solstice, and now we come to the second solar gate of Imbolc, also known as Kandalmas, Bridget's Day. And this is known as the winter cross quarter, as it is the space in between winter solstice and spring equinox. This is known as the festival of earth awakening, as that which is deep down in the earth is starting to stir. In turn, during this time of year, those of us who live in the northern hemisphere, we are working with our abilities to manifest while remembering our intuitive wisdom 
and all we have gained from our descent into the underworld, from Samhain and our play with the other world. Often during Imbolc, many candles are lit in honor of the returning of the light as the sun's shine begins to increase each day. As we light candles, it is also a sign of our intentional focus, our divine spark, our unique gifts, our creativity, and our intuition. The days are lengthening. For most of us in the Northern Hemisphere, it is cold, and in some places, buds begin to form on trees. These are the signs that the earth is stirring. This is a time to prepare inwardly for the transformation ahead. Soon we'll be, we will be putting ourselves out there more and more as we begin to welcome spring and then Beltana and summer. For now, divination, candle gazing, scrying, clairvoyance, these are very potent tools and techniques to be utilizing during the season. We may plant our ideas and give them space to germinate with meditation, poetry, song, dance, and all other forms of art. The invitation is to call upon your guides, your spirit protectors, your healthy ancestors, and any other guardians you work with, knowing that they can only assist if you ask. This time of Imbolc in the Celtic tradition is connected to the Celtic goddess of fire, the triple goddess, Brigid. Brigid means bright, and legend has it that she was born with a flame reaching out the top of her head that connected directly with the cosmos. As a goddess of fire, she is connected to inspiration, smithcraft, poetry, healing, divination, and so much more. We are culminating from this Leo full moon, and it's just this perfect, elegant move into this season of Imbolc. On Saturday, January 30th, Mercury as psychopomp goes retrograde. And I'll go on to explain how we may reclaim the majesty and mystery of Mercury retrograde. On Monday, February 1st, we greet calendar in bulk. And on this day, as the sun in Aquarius squares Mars and Taurus, challenging our instinct with our purpose, where we're focused, Venus moves into Aquarius. That Saturday on February 6th, Venus comes to meet Saturn in Aquarius. And during this time, she squares Uranus and Taurus and also makes a sextile to Chiron in Aries. So our values, our values are meeting up with Saturn for the first time since the great conjunction. And as they meet up with Saturn, Venus makes a square with Uranus. 
Now, soon, Uranus and Saturn will square for the first time within three times in 2021. So Venus meeting up first is beginning to, we could say she's having a a conversation of sorts. She's met up with Saturn and then squaring Uranus. This is beginning to stir up what is coming for really the collective in 2021. So pay attention on this day. Just take notice, perhaps even take notes. And as she sextiles Chiron and Aries, our our inner masculine, where those wounds are around our identity and who we are and how we show up in the world or how we've hidden ourselves, there's gifts coming as we continue through this process of healing. On Monday, February 8th, Mercury and the sun meet in Aquarius. Mercury is retrograde, and so Mercury is helping us to reflect on what we're up to, what our purpose is. On this day, Pallas Athene is also conjunct the sun and Mercury. And so the goddess of the high mind, remember she was the first to go through that gate of Aquarius, is aligning our way of thinking, our intellect, our ideas, our reason, our purpose with our high-minded creativity. So as we go deeper into this astrology, as we study it collectively, we can really start to feel the ebb and the flow of the energies and just how masterful this astrology truly is. We welcome the new moon in Aquarius, our first Aquarius new moon of the Aquarian age on Thursday, February 11th. And this day is also lunar in bulk. It is also when we begin to welcome the lunar new year, the Chinese year of the ox. And this is also a very special day because on this day, Venus and Jupiter meet and they marry exact. So the Aquarius new moon brings in this lovely energy as the first new moon in Aquarius of the Aquarian age Venus, our values, how we are contributing to the culture at large is marrying our spiritual wisdom and that which we are expanding. It's such beautiful, beneficial energy. And this Aquarius new moon is exact at 2.06 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it is at 24 degrees Aquarius. It's 23 degrees, 16 arc minutes to be exact. So the Sabian symbol for this 24 degrees Aquarius is a man having overcome his passions, teaches deep wisdom in terms of his experience. This is all about finding out how experience ultimately serves a spiritual purpose. 
The star sparks for this is a large brown bear picking and eating apples, which connects us to the earth as a space for sacred, hidden wisdom. And that we must let go of dualism to truly be in the moment. Now with any new moon, the sun and the moon conjunct. And on this day, we also have a a massive stellium in Aquarius because Saturn, Jupiter, Venus, Mercury retrograde, Pallas Athene are also in Aquarius. So that's seven different archetypes, archetypal forces beaming out this Aquarian, humanitarian, innovative, individualistic, rebellious, avant-garde, scientific, futuristic, almost at times too independent, too disconnected, right? Like we can go into those shadow spaces. And so how do we use technology to connect while also connecting? And here we are, we're in a space where many people are not physically connecting, but they are very connected to the social realm through technology. So we're absolutely living in such an Aquarian time. And one of the most important things in the Aquarian age, besides the willingness to claim our own artistry, is going to be to continue to have vulnerability and connection and human touch. And on this day, as I mentioned, Venus, our values, our connection to culture, expands with Jupiter. The sun and moon are also directly conjunct Mercury retrograde and Pallas Athene, the goddess of high mind and great wisdom. And together they square Mars, Mars and Taurus, and they trine the North Node and Gemini. We are being asked where instinctually are we struggling to move forward with this new age we're living in, with that which wants to be birthed through us, from us. As we overcome the struggles, we are able to receive the gifts of new ideas and new concepts and new ways of learning that are wishing to be implemented. We are, with this new moon, slowly beginning to build to Uranus square Saturn. In 2021, we have three squares, the first on February 17th, the second on June 14th, and the third on December 24th. So this Aquarian new moon is also giving us a highlight. It's very much offering a frequency that we can expect to feel the reverberation of throughout the year of 2021 all the way until December 24th. It's very much about how does authority and innovation meet up? Where's the tension between the two? As we are evolving Where do we struggle with the systems, the powers that be that no longer are a part of this new paradigm? Mercury as psychopomp, reclaiming the majesty and mystery of Mercury retrograde. 
This is something I personally am so passionate about as in pop culture and even in learned astrological circles, Mercury retrogrades are often criticized as times of challenge and disruption. We know that this archetype of Mercury is the messenger. Mercury rules communication, writing, thoughts, ideas, technology, travel. And it's true that Mercury retrograde seasons are indeed significant in our daily lives. Mercury governs our capacity to think, to speak, to learn, to reason. And in our world, especially the world that we live in where there's such an emphasis on produce, 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 we have often forgotten the art of reflection and reviewing just that time to replenish and renew. Mercury retrogrades are so beautiful because no matter how much we try to go, go, go and do, 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 the cosmos always will bring in a force that will offer us the opportunity to have that rest, to have that revision period, to have that great time of rejuvenation. When Mercury is retrograde, Mercury is the psychopomp, a guide, an archetype whom ushers us through liminal spaces. Mercury, as an archetype, rules the central nervous system, which consists of billions of interconnected cells. And these cells carry messages to and from the brain. Mercury also governs our lungs, the bronchi, windpipe, and the nose. And so Mercury retrogrades are very important times for us to reclaim our nervous system health, to heal our bodies, to rest our psyches and our brains. They are beautiful times to go back and look at the projects that we've completed or to work on projects that we've begun, but we haven't had time to focus on because we've been so focused on our regular to-do list. Now, Mercury retrogrades really shift through the different signs. So in 2019 and 2020, we had all of the Mercury retrogrades in water signs. And each Mercury retrograde really offered a time for introspection and intuitive study. There was a lot being transmitted through otherworldly means. The Mercury retrogrades in the year of 2021 are all in air signs. And so these retrogrades are going to be much more mental. They're going to be much more about the mind and our intelligence and how we use language and how we use our ideas. In 2022, the Mercury retrogrades are going to bridge air signs with earth signs. And so they will still be connected to the intellect and to the mind, but also they will become more practical as well. 
this Mercury retrograde that we experience from January 30th with Mercury at 27 degrees Aquarius through February 20th at Mercury Aquarius at 12 degrees, this Mercury retrograde in Aquarius offers a time to utilize logic and theory on behalf of collective service. This speaks to how we acquire knowledge, how we formulate concepts, how we communicate with others, so that in a way we can ultimately be using our words and our language so that it is original, innovative, and ultimately a devotion to crafting social change. So this is a beautiful time to think about how do you communicate? How do you utilize your intelligence? How are you rational? How do you write? How do you teach? How do you orate? Now is the time to renew, to replenish, to revise, to refresh. Mercury goes retrograde, as I said, on January 30th at 10.52 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this occurs at 26 degrees, 29 arc minutes. We've been in the shadow of Mercury retrograde since January 15th, so we've already been getting a preview of the energies we'll be facing. And Mercury goes direct on February 20th at 7.52 p.m. at Aquarius, 11 degrees, 35 arc minutes. The shadow of Mercury retrograde ends on March 13th. As Mercury goes retrograde on January 30th at 27 degrees Aquarius, the Sabian symbol is an ancient pottery bowl filled with fresh violets. This speaks to the importance of traditional skills and that artist values are deeply rooted in man's instinctive feelings as frames of reference for man's most authentic emotions. This is about the simple love of the natural world, the beauty of that which surrounds us. The star sparks for this is a man laying stones for a path. An assignment, the call to the quest, a call that is deeply personal. This destiny that while it's also personal, is also ultimately serving the collective. So as we process this Mercury retrograde occurring just weeks after the Great Conjunction, we can feel how each one of us is being stirred deep in our bones to that quest, to that call, knowing that nature, being connected and rooted to nature is the way through in these times, and also knowing that being in service to the collective is a non-negotiable. On February 20th, as Mercury goes direct at Aquarius 12 degrees, we meet the Sabian symbol. On a vast staircase stand people of different types. They graduate upwards. This is about the necessity of recognizing that there are different 
types, there are different levels of development, and that humans are in different places at different times. And how can we collectively work together knowing that, knowing that it is an inherent part of the evolution of consciousness and that even though people are in different spaces, how can we have that egalitarianism within a so-called hierarchy? The star sparks for this is a heated argument turns into laughter. How do we honor the multidimensional future with synthesis, integration, wholeness? When we take two sides and we bring in a third, that also brings in our harmonic force that can ultimately create healing. And we see this in astrology as we find trines. These trines are these harmonic energies of gifts, abundant gifts. And here we are, having entered this electric age where it is so important to entertain possibilities to be open to play, to allow the imagination to lay the tracks for the reality in which we will follow, to create prophecy, to allow that prophecy to be a devotional expression with the divine, to know that the invisible world can only help when we ask, and that help is always available. The divine, God, goddess, however you relate, requires through spiritual etiquette that we help through some kind of ritual, whether that is religious or spiritual or nature-based. Each one of us, our soul, has a different way of connecting with the divine. However, it is through this kind of ritual or ceremony that shows the divine we are seeking help. In mythology, Uranus is the ruler of the universe through the Greek mythos. Uranus is the usurper of power from the primordial triple goddess the maiden, mother crone, that great goddess that stirs deep within the great cosmic womb of all of creation. And it is through this Uranian energy that there is a symbol of the separation from the feminine. The Uranian energy ultimately offers a time of becoming self-reflective. In Greek mythos, Uranus is the son of Earth, son of Gaia. Uranus also became the lover of Earth, creating a hieroscamos, the sacred union of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. The Uranian energy speaks to the individual's need to be free from the bonds of responsibility our identification with mass consciousness. And Uranian energy in its shadow can become anarchy. It can become overly eccentric and can really work fiercely to display power and authority. Ultimately, though, Uranus is the awakener, an archetype that liberates 
that brings in individuality through sudden electric change, unpredictable ways, quite often through lightning, revelations that come out of the blue, sudden insights, like a flash of inspiration, like that beautiful fire from Bridget's crown, the flames of inspiration. Ultimately, Uranian energy is shifting the limitations that Saturn has bestowed. This unique, unorthodox frequency is eccentric and genius with a capacity for freedom and independence. Uranus asks how and where can we create meaningful change in our lives and in the collective as a whole. As of now, Uranus is in Taurus, wishing to express collective uniqueness through the practical realms, tangible, a way that we can touch, we can sense, we can taste, we can hear, we can smell. We need to change in our attachment to our things, to our possessions, and we can best express this by being resourceful, by creating stability in our connection with the Earth Mother. At this time, we are ultimately being asked to be practical, sensual, stable, trustworthy, to be patient, to be the artists, the creators, the lovers of beauty and nature. We are being asked to tame our uncontrolled appetites, the way we want to consume, consume everything, the way that we consume food and clothing, our stubborn materialism. We've pushed the envelope. It's dead. We have taken possessiveness to the far reaches of the earth, and it is time that we shift this frequency. This is part of the great awakening that we are going to face in such a deeper way in 2021. And as Uranian energy connects to these electrical impulses, they travel through the body's nerves, through the nervous system. As we look to the nervous system, we can look to the vagus nerve. In Latin, vagus means wandering. It is the longest cranial nerve that runs all the way down from the brainstem to the colon. The vagus nerve is the foundation of the parasympathetic nervous system, which protects the body's functions, primarily our mood, our immune system, our digestion, and our heart. The vagus nerve's functions are divided into two components, the somatic and the visceral. Somatic are the sensations felt on the skin or in the muscles, while visceral are the sensations felt in the organs of the body. The vagus nerve, when we have this damage to this nerve, we may have a loss of voice, we may be hoarse or wheezy. We may have difficulty speaking or have trouble drinking liquids. There can be a loss of the gag reflex, a pain in the ear, an unusual heart rate, abnormal blood pressure, decreased production of stomach acid, nausea, vomiting, and even abdominal bloating. 
The vagus nerve is so deeply connected to our brain health and our gut health, our sense of intuition and knowing who we truly are. I believe with Uranus and Taurus and with these times that we're living in, that each one of us will be able to express our own unique medicine, our own creativity, our artistry in the world with a greater authenticity as we heal the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve can be healed in a number of very simple ways. Long, deep breathing exercises, alternate nostril breathing, taking solitude and stillness, going to nature, earthing, walking in the forest, sitting on stones, listening to the sounds of Gaia's world, having a gratitude practice, writing down at least 12 things each morning that you're grateful for before you begin your day, and especially before you turn your phone on, breathing deep into the diaphragm, gargling, singing, chanting, laughing, cold showers, massage, humming, acupuncture. Physical grounding techniques are also really great. Salt baths, hot baths, going from hot to cold water. Even techniques like washing dishes or candle gazing can be very helpful for the vagus nerve. Some people don't know how to ground. A lot of these techniques are grounding, but also sometimes we need mental grounding. And so memory games can be really useful or math problems. Calling someone you deeply love and admire up in your psyche and thinking about them and thinking about what they would say to you in this now moment can also be very mentally grounding. Coloring is a beautiful way to ground yourself, as well as laughing. May you find your way in these times. May you find your way to strengthen your connection with your nervous system, to strengthen your connection with your authentic, true self. As you consider the possibility that time actually does not exist, your future self, your now self, and your past self become one and the same. As time folds, all possibilities, all wisdom and all knowledge meet in the portal of your heart, the four chambers, your sacred time travel device. Please come and find your seat, either lying down or upright, settling into a comfortable space. Turning off 
sensing any distractions, closing any doors, taking care of your biological needs so that you can come into a state of deep relaxation to receive drop deeper into your body temple allow the body to settle into this now moment allowing the bones the ligaments the muscles the nerves the blood everything that is you allowing it to find stillness and space with your breath Beginning to breathe longer, deeper, more conscious, whole breaths. Imagine you're drawing the breath up from the core of Great Mother Earth. And as you exhale, the breath goes up from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. And then imagine inhaling the breath from the cosmic womb of all of creation. And as you exhale, that breath going down through the crown of the head to the base of the spine. Continuing to inhale from the core of Mother Earth exhaling up through the layers of the vertebrae inhaling from the great cosmic womb of creation and exhaling down from the crown to the base of the spine
four chambers that connect all of time and space. You begin to sink deep into your heart, deep into your heart center, and you breathe in and out. You find deep within your heart You find your inner child. You. You, pure in your essence and your vitality. Perhaps you are a baby, perhaps you are two, three, four, You look into these eyes of your child self, so filled with joy, with vitality, with play, with promise and possibility. That part of you who came who came to earth for these times, for this now moment, who came with an understanding, with a knowingness. This child comes, walks up to you and takes your hand in theirs and begins to guide you. Together you begin to walk the path filled with golden sunlight. Step by step, you journey together. As you walk this path, you hear sounds, you see light in different colors, you see shapes geometrical patterns, codes, codes of remembrance.
this beautiful, innocent hand that is yours. As you hold the hand, lost memories come to the surface. You welcome this wisdom. begins to bring you to a field. The sun is shining, such a beautiful white golden light. The dew of the morning kisses the grass. You smell the fragrance the flowers, you feel the cold, wet dew upon your feet as you walk barefoot, and you and your child, you begin to run and laugh. You begin to play in this field of most glorious flowers as the sun kisses the dew. come back up to stand and as you look up towards the sky noticing the beautiful clouds you begin to see on the horizon a figure coming towards you walking the immense love that radiates 
here in this now moment. It fills up your heart with so much golden light, hope, promise, pure confidence. yourself comes to sit at your feet, your child self comes to sit at the crown of your head, they hold your head and your feet in their hands and they begin to chant and sing over your body. Close your eyes, you feel as if you're being rocked within the great ocean of all of creation as light and sound and shapes fill all of your senses.
as they begin to remove their hands from your body. You find yourself back in the space where you began this meditation. The emotion for you to stay still, to allow your body to integrate. Together they begin to perform healing upon the organs in your body that most need your love and care. They clear spaces that need love and reception. and you receive wholeheartedly, knowing that you are in the highest of all spaces. As this healing comes to a close, we both begin to stand up. They bow to one another. And they each come and bow to you, kiss you on either side of your cheek. They take each other's hands in their hands. A portal of light opens up in your room. And they turn once more, bowing to you. And together, they walk through this portal. portal collapses into a golden spiral of light that becomes a honeybee and flies onto your chest and becomes one with your heart And immediately you take a nice, long, deep breath in. And exhale. And you inhale deeply. And you exhale.
thank you for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.